Welcome to Grace-Filled Grit. I'm your host, Lana Sinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Grace-Filled Homestead, we are having honest and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. Each episode, you can expect practical life tips and encouragement. We are recording live on Instagram, where you'll get the raw, unedited chat. And if you missed that, we're uploading here onto the podcast. I am so honored to have you join us today. So grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. This podcast is brought to you by the Backyard Farm Academy. Have you dreamed of fresh eggs every morning and adding chickens to your yard? Do you want a flourishing garden and fruit trees to be more self-sufficient or even honey from your own beehives? Join the Backyard Farm Academy, where we will simplify all the steps in our training sessions that you can complete at your own pace. The Academy opens soon, and the founding members helping us build it can join for only $14 a month, a rate that is locked in for life, even when the price goes up. Go to lannastinner.com backslash academy for more information and to grab your spot. Let's get busy building your backyard farm. Hello, friend. I am so glad you're joining us here today. This episode is so, so important. And I want to share some thoughts and tips with you from the deep trenches of life. Stay with me. It's a good one. And we are even going to talk about a brutal wrestling match. I have some encouragement for you. And if you know someone that is going through a tough time, this is one episode to share with them. So many people are struggling right now with health issues, relationships, finances, jobs, or maybe just feeling stuck with no clear path. Our friends here online like to chat about faith, family, and the farm. And with that comes tough times. It seems like the struggles have increased lately, and maybe they have, or maybe it's just my close friends and family. But there is hope and a simple strategy to moving forward during adversity, whatever that looks like for you. I thought I would share a few things that have worked for me and a couple of my friends on going into battle when things get tough. The first tip is to acknowledge the struggle and take action. So we all have the normal friction and stress of daily tasks, relationships, and life in general. But when you move from that to something intense like we've all had, such as a family member in the hospital, loss of a job, teenagers going off the deep end... Goodness, I know several of you are struggling with that right now. It's time to recognize that shift. We are no longer in everyday territory. This is going to be a tough day, week, or possibly month or season. It's game on, as if you're going into battle, because sometimes it feels like a battle. I say to myself, it is time to up my game. If you're anything like me, I tend to shut down if I'm under stress or going through a major event even when I know that taking action will help me get to the other side. It can feel almost paralyzing, like there's no way this is going to work out. But I know that when I'm feeling that way, I need to do the opposite to approach it in a positive way with strength and action. This is the time where I have to shut off my emotions and not listen to them. So sometimes on Sundays, I will share a scripture or some type of God's goodness for encouragement on social media. A couple of weeks ago, I shared a scripture from a very interesting passage. Maybe intriguing is the word I should be using for it. I've been chatting with a few of you and messages about it even, and it's Genesis 32. It's the passage where Jacob is wrestling with God. 
It's such a good chapter and story. It's also a great picture of someone in a very difficult situation, taking action and God showing up like he does. So my kiddos were wrestlers. And if you know me, you know that for years, I've thought wrestling was the most awful sport on the planet. Watching your kids get the living daylights beat out of them. They're winning, but it doesn't feel that way. And it's just hard to watch. And as a mama bear, I wanted to go on the mat and break it all up for the love. Just stop the madness. They enjoyed wrestling and were really good at it with the technical side and the moves and even the physical perseverance that's needed. I will now admit that wrestling does teach some really good lessons for life and that it helped form good character qualities. For example, facing a fierce opponent and your fears one-on-one on the mat in front of a packed gymnasium is hard to do. You know that one person wins and one loses, and they both might be amazing wrestlers, and they still have the courage to go out there and do it, not giving up. It also taught them to think quickly, and if something is not working, you pivot and make another move to get out of that mess. However, probably my favorite thing that it taught them was how to win and lose with grace. Staying humble when things are going great is such a good trait. More importantly, losing with grace and being a good sport is what is so difficult. How did they act when things were not going well? I will never forget one specific season. We had a kiddo that was just killing it, winning everything and on top of his game. We had a friend come to watch the excitement, and it just so happened that he lost that match. As the friend was leaving, new to the sport, she said, what's the most impressive is that he knows how to lose well. He's such a good sport. And I thought to myself, well, that was rude. Your kid is a good loser. Who says that? At the moment, my emotions were very still, very fresh. And I was hoping my kiddo wasn't too discouraged about the loss. And I'll be honest, I wanted to strangle the ref for a bad call in the most sweet Christian mama way, of course. Later that evening, it dawned on me about what she was saying. My kids, win or lose, would gracefully shake their opponent's hand, look them in the eye, say good match, shake the hand of the ref, who just made a bad call that made them lose the match and go chat with the coach to learn from what had just happened. No throwing their headgear, no stomping off with drama. If you think about that, it's everything. How do you react when things don't go your way? Can we learn from a place of loss or in the middle of a struggle? How do we remain in a good place when things are falling apart around us? It's easy to relate that God is good when your situation is good. But the true test of character is when you're walking through the fire. Are you going to fall apart and go suck your thumb in a corner? I've been there feeling that way and wanting to shut it all out. But instead, you can come to your problem with strength, grace, and grit at the same time. In that Genesis passage where Jacob is wrestling with God, and he says in verse 26, I will not let you go until you bless me. He was not tapping out when it got hard and difficult. The passage talks about his hip out of socket because the match was so rough. Jacob knew what he wanted and he was actually promised it beforehand. He was not letting go until he got it and he wanted the blessing. 
That wrestling match left him limping afterwards, it says. But God's response in verse 28 was, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Y'all, he overcame, and that name change was the birth of a nation right in front of our eyes. It changed not only his name, but it was the birth line of Jesus, the Savior of the world. All that goodness came out of the struggle that he went through and him choosing an action. His action was to hold on tight to God. The second thing I've found that helps me in the midst of a struggle is identifying a path and embracing the imperfections of it. If you've read that chapter 32 in Genesis, it is filled with so much goodness. Jacob is preparing for a very difficult road ahead. He is not burying his head in the sand and not dealing with it. He's hitting it straight on, asking himself and God, how do I get through this mess and onto the other side? This part makes me giggle a bit, but one of the answers was bringing 220 goats onto the journey. So of course I love this chapter and Jacob's story. Always bring goats. The goats were just one piece of the many steps of his plan. Jacob had a strategy to get through this. If you had to identify three steps to get through what you're dealing with, what would they be? I know it sounds so silly and simple, but it's hard to do sometimes. Those of you that know me know how I feel about being a perfectionist. I'm not a fan, and in all honesty, I probably am a recovering perfectionist myself. We all spend time online on what I call the comparison apps, and we have built this idea of what a perfect life is. When things go south and get tough and aren't so perfect, it throws us into disappointment and fear of making another wrong move. So don't stop the progress out of fear of more failure. Keep moving forward on your path. We often wait for things to be right and perfect before we take action. My daughter is in college and she's preparing for hard finals coming up and I want her to do good and it's important to get good grades. I'm a college professor, yet I'll probably shock you with my next statement. Please don't send me hate mail. A plus perfection is overrated and the best real life happens at a B minus level. Yes, let that sink in. I know I'm going to get some hate on that line of thinking, but it is so, so true. At a B minus, you are taking action and you're not afraid of failure. Living at an A plus, you're going to get stuck and not make a move out of fear. What we used to consider failure is actually learning. Start with a B minus, get moving on this path through, and then work your way up to an A if that's what you want. Think about that even in terms of business. If you're an entrepreneur starting your own business, you can work hard, but if you are waiting for everything to be perfect, A plus, you will never launch or open your doors. The business owner that will go for it at a B minus level, learn and start fixing the bugs or hiccups will have a thriving business in just a few months. But if they wait to open until everything is perfect, it'll never happen. They will stay stuck. And the same thing goes for the backyard farm. I can tell you how many people have asked about how to start raising chickens. They've watched the YouTube videos. They've learned about the breeds and the coops, but have yet to start. 
even three years later, because they are waiting for things to be perfect. Just get started at a B minus and learn as you go. You'll be an expert in no time. So in an attempt to ditch the A plus perfection, take the next step, make your strategy and don't wait for the situation to be perfect before you make your move. Embrace those perfections head on with action. The third thing you can do to help you get through a tough time is to enlist the help of others. Jacob shared his dilemma in Genesis with his family and those with him, and they all took steps to get through it together. They had different roles and a plan of you go this way, we'll go that way, you take these animals, and so on. And it worked. Be vulnerable, open up, and let those around help. Delegate it. Especially women, we are tough and we want to be independent, but there is so much wisdom and strength when you know how to invite others into the solution, whatever your mess may be. The last and most important thing to do to not give up when things get tough is to immerse yourself in goodness and truth. Evaluate what's good and do more of that and ditch what's not. It's so simple, right? Guard yourself and don't let bad things in. This can be physical as well as mental. Of course, we all know that we feel better and can handle stress when we're eating healthy and exercising. Of course, do more of that. Obviously, schedule it on your phone, turn off your computer, eat an apple, drink water, take a walk. We all know that works. But more than that is the mental immersing yourself in goodness. This is not hokey new age manifestation. I'm not about that at all. This is as simple as getting as close to God as you can. Reading, prayer, studying, your music. What are you watching on Netflix? What book is on your iPad? Delete it if it's not good. And I am preaching at myself here. I just deleted a book series that I had bought. And oh, that hurts my heart because I am so cheap and I hate that. It was very dark and not what I thought it was. And within just the first few pages, I knew I don't have time and brain space for nonsense that is dark. Be choosy and don't be so cheap like I am and think, well, I bought it, so I'm going to go ahead and finish it. No, I'm going to do better at choosing what I purchase next time. Immerse yourself in goodness. Build up that armor around you so you can handle whatever life throws at you. We have a free Bible reading plan on the website, atlantacenter.com, but there are other ways too. Get in a study, turn on your worship worship music. However, you can immerse yourself for a time frame to get to a breakthrough point. Hold on to God and his goodness. Remember Genesis 32 verse 26 when Jacob says to God, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Friend, you are tougher than you think and you can handle hard things even if you leave limping with your hip out of socket like Jacob did. You've got this. Your kiddos, family, coworkers, and friends are watching how you handle a struggle, and you, with God's direction, can be an inspiration to them. Beautiful things come out of a hot mess, some of the time better than you can even ever imagine. He will use it. He created you knowing this will bring you closer to Him and make you stronger. You've got this. Thanks for hanging with us today. We have a great episode coming up next, and I can't wait to share it with you. Thanks.
Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for this show, scroll down to the bottom and write a review. Blessings to you, friend. I am looking forward to our next episode and I hope you will join us again. Have a grace-filled day.